Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. Today, I just want to talk directly to you about a topic that's extremely important, but it's also quite complex. I want to talk to you about when it's morally justifiable to cheat on your partner. In ordinary situations, I would never condone infidelity. If you really feel the need to sleep with other people, then you should talk to your partner about it and try and negotiate some kind of polyamorous relationship. If that's not going to work, then just break up with your partner so that you don't have to compromise your own integrity by lying and sneaking around. However, to say that it's never morally justifiable to cheat on your partner is simply not true because you need to take into account context. Every situation is different and there are some situations where it's absolutely fine to cheat on your partner. Now, I'm a strong believer in ethics and morals. Your values are like a guidebook that you use to navigate your life. However, I'm not in favor of the application of moral principles in an absolute sense. That's when we leave the realm of ethics and enter into the realm of dogma, which is extremely rigid and often does a lot more harm than good. So before we get to cheating, let me demonstrate what I mean using some different moral principles. I think that it's the moral thing to do to be honest and to not tell lies. However, imagine a situation where you're being tortured and the torturer is demanding that you speak the truth and tell them where you're hiding your friends and family. Well, in that situation, the moral thing to do is to lie. You can imagine how absurd the situation would be if the torturer tried to accuse you of being an immoral person because you weren't being honest with them. They'd say something like, Now, come on. If you're a good, moral, honest person, you'll tell me where your family's hiding. It's ridiculous. Here's another example. I believe that it's immoral to steal. However, I also believe that you have a moral right to your own life. So imagine that you're in a position where you have a choice between starving to death or stealing a loaf of bread. Well, in that instance, stealing the loaf of bread is a moral choice because you have a right to survive. You can see in this last example that it's an issue of competing rights. You have a right to your own life, and the other person has a right to not have their property stolen. It just so happens that in this particular situation, his right comes into conflict with another person's right, and because the other person's right is paramount, it's the right to life, his right loses out. So let's bring this back to infidelity and some of the competing rights that are involved in that situation. You have a right to pursue your own happiness and your partner has a right not to be lied to and to expect that you'll uphold your previous relationship agreements. So if you're in a polyamorous relationship and you've agreed that it's okay to sleep with other people so long as you talk about it, then it's not cheating and you're not doing anything wrong. However, if you're in a monogamous relationship and have agreed to exclusivity, then any act of infidelity on your part is completely immoral because you're breaking a promise that you made to her. She has a right to expect that you'll uphold the relationship agreements that the two of you formed. This does enter into a bit of a gray area if she herself has already broken this agreement. If she has already cheated on you, then you could make the case that that part of the relationship contract is void. Of course, this would depend on any subsequent discussions that you had and any newly negotiated relationship contracts that you might form. In any case, I certainly wouldn't recommend going down that road because it just leads to a lot of one-upping of each other and a sort of destructive free-for-all of behavior designed to hurt the other person. It's not a healthy dynamic. If your partner cheats on you, then have the difficult conversations. And if you think that it's a line that can never be crossed and that there's no moral justification possible, then trust probably can't be rebuilt and you're best to just break up with them. What all of this demonstrates is that even though people do have rights in their relationships, like the right to expect honesty and the right to expect that their previous relationship agreements will be upheld, they can lose those rights by their own behavior. We covered the example of a partner who loses the right to expect fidelity if they themselves have already cheated, but there are many others. However, if every time you share your emotions, your partner shames or criticizes you, 
then they lose their right to expect honesty. You have the right to reasonably protect yourself, and you're under no moral obligation to be emotionally vulnerable to somebody who's demonstrated that they can't be trusted with the inner details of your life. It's not safe. In that instance, the moral thing to do is to keep that information to yourself. If they accuse you of doing something wrong by not sharing your emotions, well, you can safely ignore them. Even in our legal system, we have the right to remain silent so that we don't incriminate ourselves. If everything that you say is going to be used against you, then stay silent. Of course, if your relationship has already gotten to that point, then I certainly wouldn't advise you to spend time wondering whether or not your actions are moral or not. You need to take immediate action to fix this relationship dynamic, and if that's not possible, to break up with her and find a higher quality woman. So now that we've set the stage with this general discussion of ethics inside a relationship, let's start looking at the specifics of infidelity. I'll take a short break and then we'll get into it. Let me start by saying that you have the right to seek happiness through sexual satisfaction. Now obviously this right doesn't trump a woman's right to not be raped, so you can only seek your sexual gratification through experiences that are consensual. However, what do you do if your partner refuses to have sex with you? Now obviously she has the right to not engage with sex, but her choice limits your ability to pursue happiness through sexual experiences. What if she also forbids you from having sex with other people? What if she forbids you from watching pornography or even masturbating? By what right does she exercise these kinds of controls over you? You might say that there are many other options apart from infidelity, and you would be right. You should try and work out the situation, talk about it with your partner, even go to therapy together. But what if that doesn't work? What if she has no motivation to change because she's quite happy for her sex drive to fade into nothing and for you to suffer through a sexless relationship? Well, you could get a divorce and find a new partner, ideally somebody who's happy to have sex with you. A lot of the times this really is the best option, but sometimes it's not that simple because divorce is not a realistic option for people. With the laws that we have here in the West, a lot of men won't consider the option of divorce because they're terrified that they won't see their children again. All it would take is a couple of lies from their ex-wife said about them in court, and the next thing he knows, his children are gone from his life forever. Even if you don't have children, some men fear how much of their wealth is going to be taken from them in a divorce, with a significant chunk going to lawyers' fees, of course. Some countries even have alimony, where you have to continue to make payments to your ex-partner long after the marriage has been dissolved. So you have a situation where a woman is holding you hostage. She won't let you meet any of your sexual needs through any avenue that isn't her, and she won't have sex with you. You can't break up with her without severe consequences, and because she knows that she's got you trapped, she has no incentive to change or improve things. In this instance, you have every right to cheat on her and to lie about it. She's already got you captured by the legal system. Do not let her capture you with a system of false morality as well. At that stage, you don't owe her anything. Not fidelity, not honesty. Go out and find another woman, seek your sexual happiness, and definitely do not tell her about it. At some point though, make sure that you set aside some time for some serious self-reflection on how you got into this situation with a woman as deplorable as this. And if you do end up getting a divorce and you want to find a new partner, make sure you've done your due diligence and ensure that she's a higher quality woman than the last one. In the meantime though, go out and enjoy yourself with a completely clean conscience. You may have started out this relationship with an agreement that you will stay faithful, but by her actions, she's voided that contract and you don't owe her anything anymore. One of the best examinations of this issue comes from the book Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Now this book is absolutely fantastic, one of my all-time favorites, and it's so incredible that I don't want to give away the plot, that way you can enjoy it spoiler-free. But 
The character Hank Reardon goes through this exact situation. His wife holds him hostage and he grapples with the morality of how to deal with the situation. Ayn Rand's examination of the ethics involved and watching the character develop and learn through this issue is absolutely fantastic. Incomparable in terms of quality. I can't recommend enough that you go out and grab this book. Now of course all of these questions and this sort of situation is extremely messy. You don't want to end up even having to consider these kinds of things. So if you're young, the best thing that you can do is just to make sure you never end up with a woman like this. But if by some unfortunate circumstance you do find yourself in a situation like this, take the time to really think through the ethics involved. Don't let a woman use your own conscience and kindness against you. Ask yourself, what do I owe her and why? Do I owe her honesty? Do I owe her fidelity? Seriously think through these questions and use the answers to map out a new moral compass. Now that I've taken the time to explain the situation where I think infidelity is morally justifiable, I'll end by saying that in almost every other case, it is absolutely the wrong thing to do. I want to thank you so much for watching. If you have experience with this kind of situation, please let me know in the comment section below. Also, if you just have thoughts on this topic, I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you hit that like button, and if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the channel. If you enjoy these videos and you appreciate the work that I put into them, then perhaps you want to show your support. The best way to do that is through my Patreon page. There's a link in the description box below. I want to thank you so much for watching, and I'll catch you again next time.